Welcome to Creative City, the podcast that lets you listen in on my conversations with some of Cincinnati's most innovative and creative minds. For more information and to listen to previous episodes, please visit www.creativecitypodcast.com. Sign up for the newsletter for the latest updates and be sure to listen, rate, and review on iTunes. Now let's get to it. Welcome back to the Creative City Podcast. I'm Tamia Stinson of StyleSample.com and TetherCincinnati.com. And we're back with the special series. Ooh, it's like an after-school special, but like no school is involved because it's been too long since I've been in school, really. Uh, but this is a special series, sort of behind the scenes of photo shoots for the Tether Source book. And today I have in the studio with me Claudia Hirschner, photographer extraordinaire. Hey, Claudia. Hey. <laughs> Thanks for coming down. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. This is exciting. Yeah, we're at your channel at uh, People's Liberty and... Uh, I wanted to get you in the studio because you worked on a couple shoes for the source book and they Mm -hmm. all turned out really fantastic and I'm very excited for everybody to see them. Um, But first, can you give us a little bit of background about who you are and what you do? Yeah, so I mean, current day, I'm a photographer. I operate as a commercial photographer working for a company here, um, doing a lot of product photography, but I keep my studio in Newport so I can do my passion projects, my freelance work. Um, It's a really cool studio. Yeah, I mean, I love working there. It's definitely an artist's creative space Mm -hmm. where you can make multiple sets, you can do painting, I could work on backdrops, I can do these big elaborate shoots if I want. Yeah. So it's perfect. I, I love to do more fashion on figure photography and it really lets me execute it at the level I want to execute it at to craft the lighting that I want, which is super important. So lots of high ceilings and just open floor plan. It's it's great for that. And um it's I've been there the last oh, two, three years and has it been that long? Yeah, okay. I know. I thought that too. I'm like, has it been? But it has. <laughs> um yeah, so I do that and um before I really got into photography, I was studying to be a painter and a drawer, and I just kind of fell. I don't fell. think I knew that. Yeah. I, I'd been painting from a young age, like 12, huh. 13. I started as a classical pianist, but then I was like, no, you know what? Fine art is what I want to do. You're just all over the arts then, aren't you? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> and um, I just decided visual art was more my, my thing, and um, I didn't figure out that photography married all these things that I found interesting and um, art until my last year of college, and it just clicked immediately. Yeah. Um, I was very impatient when I would paint. Um, you know, ah. painting's a it's a labor of love, but it it takes time. Yeah. And um, I would be painting something, and within two weeks, I was tired of it. I was over <laughs> it. I was on to the next thing in my, my head, and yeah. I didn't want to work on what I was working on anymore. And um, I found that photography was more immediate. Yeah. I'm a bit of a nerd. I like technology. Tech and is great. Being tech savvy. Um, digital photography kind of gave me that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's more immediate. And I love collaborating with people. And uh, working on photo shoots lets me do that. There's a creative process that's involved in the pre-production phase where you're talking with other talented artists and you're forming an idea and a concept in your head. And, you know, the photographer does have an, an, uh, an instrumental part in the creative direction. But I think that whole thing doesn't come together without these other talented people in the process. So it's always better as a group the mm-hmm. ideas that seem to come together yeah. than they ever are as 
and individuals. So yeah. I, I think that's super important, too. Definitely. So you worked on a couple different shoots mm-hmm. um, that are going to be featured in the Tether Source book. Let's start with the first one. That mm-hmm. was the medicine dance shoot. Yeah. How did that come together? So, Because you had, like, the concepts were already fully formed. Yeah. So Chelsea and I, Chelsea's my uh, partner at the studio. She's a stylist, um, great, talented stylist that I've worked with for years. She does everything. She does everything, <laughs> yeah. And um, just great creative energy with her. Um, we've known each other for, oh, God, maybe six years now, and I think within the last year or so, we had been kicking around this idea. I knew I wanted to do something that was more dance, movement-oriented, but Chelsea's got such a knack for finding, knowing what I want and knowing what she wants and finding something that, like, crosses paths and lets us both get that, like, cathartic, you know, outlet. So um, she suggested medicine dance, and she had some uh, friends that taught, you know, like, more method dance yogi type of stuff and Mare Hogan she's she's a great woman but um, she leads these medicine dance uh, sessions and she suggests well what about this? This is this is kind of how this rolls in the concept here, and um, this is what they do. And I'm thinking this sounds a lot like what I would like to pursue as far as from a photography standpoint. But also, I like that there's meaning behind it. Right. So there's it's a, like a, a meditative dance. Yeah. There's a narrative Ooh. element there. Um, and I was kind of pursuing it in a almost like a photojournalistic sense, marrying fine art and photojournalism. I talked with Mare extensively beforehand about um, how the medicine dance works, um, the people that are involved, and the archetypes that they take on and portray, um, and how it would make sense for us to bring that across in through, through the lens, you know, so that the viewer is getting the idea of that. And in a way, because it is very abstract, you saw the way we shot it, um, when I'm talking about photojournalism and fine art, yeah, we are trying to portray, um, I guess, the journey that these dancers are taking through that process of the medicine dance. But when the photography steps in, it's it's me trying to transcend that archetype and bringing that through to the viewer so that they're seeing what they're embodying because they can't really be there in the dancer's head right. to understand that transcendental experience that they have going on inside. But the way we're capturing it is supposed to bring that through. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of long shutter and um, delayed movement yeah. and we just decided to do it all in black and white. I didn't want the emphasis to be so much on color, but just strictly movement. Movement and um, shapes that are created. Yeah. I had a friend who was um, telling me she was scrolling through uh, the Tether... Tether Cincy Instagram feed, mm-hmm. and I reposted one of the medicine dance images that somebody else had posted, and she was like, yeah, for a second I was scrolling through, and I couldn't figure out for a split second whether it was video or just a still image, Yeah, which is, I mean, that's that's movement, right? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. when you're not exactly sure what's happening, and mm-hmm. you think there's movement even if there isn't, so you obviously did a good job of conveying that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, well, and we had been kicking around that idea for a long time, over a year, and um, Um, It was nice because I feel that when you're going back and forth between, um, well, revisiting a project or not like a script, but kind of this narrative element, you you start with an idea of what it is, and then you take a break from it. You come back and sort of things that you were letting marinate, you come back thinking, oh, this is where I left it off, but it suddenly has more meaning to Mm. it now, or something else has more meaning in it that you didn't see before because you're not the same person you were six months ago. Um, So 
Yeah, even when I was during the shoot working with these very talented dancers, we were having these really, really great moments where um, it was contemplative and um, we were just very synergistic, working well together. And I love I when think, that happens on set. Yeah, everybody had a really great time. It was a great time. It was one of my more favorite shoots to work on in the last year because it just all flowed so well. And it happened in the dark. Yes, it was very <laughs> dark. The way that we had to shoot it, the, the studio is very big, so a lot of ambient light trickles through and to control that um, you're better off just doing it at night after the sun goes down so we had to do a few different tests the weeks leading up to the shoot mm-hmm. um, just because you know we didn't want to be there the night of the actual shoot spending a lot of time doing that I'd like to get for the most part everything figured out yeah that's cool um, just so we could focus more on less technical stuff and more just working with the dancers feeling the movement and things they wanted to bring through the camera I could work more on directing them and mm-hmm. working with them than me thinking about well this lighting and this like setting here yeah and, yeah so um, it was very dark and um, <laughs> they did such a great job they because did a great job. I warned them ahead of time like you guys are going to be moving around a lot in the dark but they were very aware of their bodies and how they moved and so that was not so much of an issue for them as I thought it would be it was, no it didn't it look great. like it at all I remember trying to get some I remember trying to get some video from behind the scenes and you know when it's in the dark the camera depending on what kind of camera you have which I did mm-hmm. not have a great camera can only pick up so much light right. but there was like just the slightest reflection off of people's skin so you could see this movement happening, but you weren't quite sure uh-huh. who ended where and who started where and yeah. exactly whose leg that was that just went right. up. Well, and it's funny because when I was um, working through the camera, the first set we did was like a big group shot, and I told them, like, this is looking great. It's it's almost reminding me of Guernica. They're just like, right. what? Yeah. Yeah. Just limbs coming out all exactly. over the place and just this crazy sense of movement, bewilderment on my side of the lens anyway. <laughs> um, but they were probably like, okay, we'll, we'll roll with this. We literally roll through this Liter- Yeah, set. they did literally roll with it. Yeah, good <laughs> point. Um, yeah, so. And that shoot in particular, um, for me at least, was one of the more artistic shoots mm-hmm. that's going to be in the source book. So I love that yeah. element of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other shoot that... Again, it was you and Chelsea working together yeah. on this, the dream team. Uh, the Astro Enigma shoot. Tell yeah. me a little bit about how that came together. So um, I obviously, I think when I'm doing my passion projects, I love light play. I like a level of abstraction in the camera. I spend a lot of time as a commercial photographer taking things that look very crisp and clean, and it's it's already pre-figured out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like this type of light play that comes across like what we did in Astro Enigma. So we started out wanting to silhouette the figure. We had a very um, clear idea of what we wanted. And then as we were testing, we decided to change things around at the last minute. Oh, really? Uh, Yeah, yeah. But it worked out a lot better, I think. For We got the essence of what we wanted. We just didn't know that that was what we were chasing after. Um, Now tell me a little bit about how that change happened. So you did some test shots and... Yeah, we we started off wanting to have a lighter background to silhouette the Mm. figure, but the movement aspect was so important to us um, because we wanted light trails, we wanted this sort of um, nebulous, otherworldly feel, almost like a black hole Mm -hmm. of something. And um, when we were seeing it on 
you know, the screen during the testing phase. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not getting that from this. I think we need to just have a darker background. I mean, if this is what we're chasing after, then I think we need to have this feeling like she's floating around out in space, yeah. like a little larger than life. And to ground her on a podium with a white backdrop and a silhouette, it like feeds that human element a little too much. So, hmm. um, yeah, we decided to shoot it on black, and then you know we'd have the gel lighting and um, different key lights here and there. But um, the timing element, which I mean, the model was so so great to yeah. work with us on that because um, it's not easy. I would have to communicate with her a lot beforehand, before each frame, like, hey, this is when I'm going to start the exposure, but um, we're going to have the shutter open for this long. Mm -hmm. This is the kind of movement we're looking for and the kind of emotion you want to convey in your face. And also this, these types of aspects in the styling and garments and jewelry we want to bring out. So like, just be aware of where that's falling in the frame and how it's trailing through the camera. But um, shout out to the model because I don't know that people realize yeah. how difficult modeling is. It is. They they think you know they're just they they have a genetic lottery and you know sometimes there is that part of, of it. Course. They're stunning stunning people, but um, there's a lot of work behind that. There's a um, lot of thought that goes into each shot. You're thinking about your facial expression, you're thinking about what your body mm -hmm. is doing, if you're trying to show off a product, you're thinking yeah. about how that shows up. So, it's yeah. acting, there's a lot of technical nuance that they're thinking about beforehand. I mean, you have to be able to have an out-of-body experience <laughs> all the time. Mm -hmm. You have to know like what you're looking like to everybody else outside of your own head, which is a challenge. I can't do that. I I'm terrible. I can't pose for photographs. I'm terrible. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so she was excellent with that. And then there was um, an element of crystal refraction we wanted to bring through. Um, Chelsea loves crystals. Yeah, and um, I really need to get her input on some crystals. I feel like I'm, yeah. I'm in need of crystals. Yeah, and I, I love working with them because I love how they um, abstract the way light plays in the frame of the camera and the refraction and whatnot. So I, I enjoy light painting and things, but um, when we were testing, I was deciding like what kind of movements I wanted and how I wanted to move the camera and how I wanted the model to move, you know? So mm -hmm. um, she was moving not as much and I was actually moving a lot. It was crazy. I had like assistants and people holding parts of my camera and supporting me like, cause the weight, I had a much bigger lens at um, throughout the whole shoot actually. And I had to, hold certain crystals to like paint and right, do right. things you know in camera that's that's the crazy thing is um when i was working with my retoucher um i was explaining to him like we're not going to be compositing a lot this is all in camera like i'm going to send you the raw files but i want to know how you feel about um retouching stuff like this because i didn't know if he had a lot of experience with things that where there's a lot of light trail throughout mm. over the skin and over the garments and whatnot but he's he's a pro he handled that <laughs> like so so brilliantly um i was very very happy but um yeah, we were. My goal is to get it all in camera. That's I, cool. I don't like to rely so much on after effects of any sort, and that's that's really. I think it's going back to my fine art background with painting uh, and drawing. Yeah. Um, just being aware of that. So, yeah, seeing it's, how that comes together as it's it crazy. happens. I'm that like, sounds like a lot to deal with on the though. camera. Yeah. It's 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 great. So painting on the sensor, really. But. Yeah, those <laughs> images came out really cool too. Um, and it does make you feel like you've been transported to another world. It makes mm -hmm. you feel like a shooting star. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of what we were we were going for with that title and that feeling. And, yeah, so the crystals aren't, like, super visible, but they are instrumental in giving us that effect. And um, also, like, just the different fabrics and light plays. Lots of people working on set to move things around as we're shooting. And, yeah, it's... 
it's uh, it's almost like I'm conducting in a, in a way yeah. like you 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 we're gonna all do this and sync up at the same time or at different parts of the exposure and this has to happen then and this has to happen there and yeah everybody was so great and I mean, speaking of how important is it to have a really good team on set oh it's 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 very important that's crucial um, right yeah I mean for what we wanted I knew I need just a person to do hair I need just a person to do makeup <laughs> mm-hmm. I need I mean Chelsea she understands like styling I trust her completely um, what she needs she might need a few if not three different assistants right. helping gather looks and you know I'll I'll source different assistants sometimes for things but depending on what I want I know sometimes I'm very particular and in my head for shoots like that um, that I might I might just have like a PA or somebody, but I might also work alone. It just it depends. But that's also why I like to test beforehand because it takes a lot of that guesswork out and I can rig everything. But um, having a good team that works well together, right. knows how to work with me and I know how to work with them and you know, they leave their egos at the door and we can really just all tell each other what we think the project needs, which I, I want the work to be good yeah. at the end of the day. Everybody does, right? Yeah. That benefits the entire team. It does. Like I want to hear people's thoughts on, well, I think this needs a little bit more of that and you know, what if we try this instead? Or yeah, um, having hair and makeup people that know like I just need to step in for just just a just second. A sec. I just I wanna <laughs> I want to fix this thing, uh-huh. and I like to tether uh, when I'm working in the studio, especially for uh-huh. shoots like that, because, yeah, I, I want to see um, how things are looking, but also I want my team to see how things are looking, oh, and that makes sense. it gives them the opportunity to see directly, like, this is the model. She can step down. She can see what she's looking like in the frame. Um, the makeup artist, she can see how certain colors are reading on camera. Um, if she needs to push, like, highlights in a mm-hmm. bone a little bit more. Mm-hmm. The hairstylist can see, oh, man, this pin's showing up. I don't want it to show up. i got to go in there and, like, fix that. Or, like, yeah, so these little things... Um, Tethering makes a huge difference for me, um, but also I, I want them to feel like they're a part of that process. Yeah. Um, I uh, I like people to see as we're shooting what we're shooting and working with. I think um, when I was getting started, I kept I didn't tether as much and I left it all in the camera and people didn't know like what had happened yeah. at the shoot. They'd walk away like I think that went well and I'm like oh yeah it went well but I'm thinking you know my team I think they need to know how it's going and also how are they going to give me good feedback if during if the they can't see. process yeah if they yeah. don't see what it, it's looking like and um, that's a good point. And it's also a good self-esteem boost too. If they like, <laughs> if they like what they see, uh-huh. they're excited, and yeah. that energy it, it comes out during the shoot. No, so, you're right about that. That's yeah, true too. Yeah, they were seeing some of this stuff come on the screen, and they're like, "Oh, oh my gosh!" It's this always looks really funny, really good, because <laughs> around the screen is like the gathering place. I have a whole. Yeah. I think I'm. I'm probably going to do an entire series of people on set gathered around the screen looking at the images as they're yeah. being shown on the screen because mm-hmm. that happens on every single set. Right. But sort of having that gathering place mm-hmm. and hearing when everybody kind of goes <gasps> when that one image mm-hmm. comes up it's yeah. like oh like that's mm-hmm. really I don't know for me that's always part of the camaraderie of, and joy yeah. of being on set with other people yeah it is I, I want at the end of the day people to walk away happy like they have something that you know they can add to their book and feel proud about and you know I want them to feel like they were definitely instrumental in that shoot like they brought something that somebody else in their field they couldn't have brought mm-hmm. like they contributed something so yeah that's that's a big part of it but uh, I think it challenges me as a photographer too to know like people are going to be looking at this right away mm-hmm. I need to make sure I 
I have the lighting I want, things are dialed in just so, and if not, like, I need to know how to fix it. It, it challenges me creatively, technically, as a photographer, as an artist, to um, make sure I know how to bring my work across, like, almost immediately. <laughs> it's a little intimidating. I was about to say, it sounds, it sounds uh, a little stressful, but... It can be. <laughs> <laughs> but you do a great job at it. Yeah. I am super duper excited to show everybody all the work that has gone into all the images that you and your teams have created with the source book. Mm-hmm. And I kind of want people, I know you've been posting some things, so I kind of want people to know where they can find out more about you and follow you yeah. online and in real life and all that good stuff. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I have an Instagram. It's just Claudia Hirschner. I have a website, uh, Um I don't have a Facebook page just because mm-hmm. I find, you know, most of the people that want to work with me, they're not really looking for people on Facebook. No, it's all so, Instagram. Yeah, it's all Instagram. It's a like, platform. Yeah, creative directors, people that want to reach out to me, they're, they're on Instagram getting inspired mm-hmm. and looking at stuff. And other photographers that, you know, I respect or maybe they're like new and they're looking at people and they want to come to me and talk to me about stuff. I feel that's where we all find each other and connect. I agree. Yeah. Um, um, I do have a Behance page, but I uh, I should probably update it. I should, I should do that. I mean, it's enough to update your Instagram and your online portfolio, yeah, I yeah. think, personally. So, you know, you can focus on the things that mm-hmm. are important. Definitely. Um, and you can find out more about Tether at tethercincinnati.com. You can follow on Instagram, of course. Facebook and Twitter at Tether Cincy. And you can find out a little bit more about me at thestylesample.com. And I'm the Style Sample on Instagram and Twitter. Claudia, thank you so much for coming into the studio to talk today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This is, this is a blast. <laughs> and uh, we will see you for the next episode. No promises when, but for the next episode of the Creative City Podcast. Bye. Bye.